This episode is sponsored by Supreme Eats with a Z. Go to supremeeats.com, link in the description, and get some sauce while you're listening to this episode. You are now listening to the best show in the universe, The Anthony Rogers Show. You probably wish that this was your show, but it's not. It's The Anthony Rogers Show. Tell all of your friends to listen to this show. Welcome back to the greatest show in the entire universe. Uh, today we have a legendary rapper, uh, Evan. How you doing, man? What's up, man? Damn, you call me legendary. You're my best friend now. We're best friends. <laughs> we gotta, What's we're, up? <laughs> well, that's awesome. So, uh, Evan, uh, I've been annoying him on Instagram for a second. Uh, our schedule's finally lined up. Uh, he did a song with, uh, like, I think consumers probably think this is dope. Uh, I think it's dope anyway. Did a song with Snoop Dogg recently? Yeah, bro, I did. That's fucking um, crazy. That was, yeah, I appreciate it. No, I was really excited. It was a series of insane events that kind of just led me to that that opportunity. You know, might have you know, so put in the work and you know we put in the time and the sweat, and I'm glad with what came out. Definitely. No, it's crazy. Congratulations. I mean, that's a that's a that's a big deal in uh, music. I think Snoop Dogg's a fucking legend, man. Uh, how old are you? I'm 23. Yeah, that's young yeah. as fuck. Good, good for you. Out the gate doing shit like that. That's awesome. I appreciate you saying that. I feel like, especially in LA, it's very easy to be like, nah, I'm like an old boy in the game now. You know, because some of these kids are coming up like 14, 15. You're just like, yo, like straight fetuses drip down in DV, <laughs> like flexing on you at every party. It's crazy. Not that any of that's happening now, you know, with COVID, but. Yeah, I remember yeah. going outside. Not partaking, you know? I, remember, I remember what it was like to go outside. Yeah, yeah. Have you been cooped up? What's it been like? No, I'm just talking shit. I, I'm just making fun. No, I didn't. I don't. I'm from Missouri. We don't take that shit seriously. We're immortal out here. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I feel like because I was in St. Louis pretty recently, and it definitely seemed like people were like trying to kind of get back to a new normal. Yeah, St. Louis cares way more than the rest of the state. The rest of the state's like I don't fucking care. But anyway, back to back to the fucking interview. Uh, (laughs) That's that's kind of what happens. I sidetracked a lot. That's what a podcast is. I was just talking shit. But uh, so you said a new album come out too, like uh, on all platforms. Oh, my new album? Yeah, you said an yeah. album came out like uh, like last week or this week or when was it? True. It came out this past Saturday. So a couple of days ago, actually. Yeah. Um, it's called Yellow, uh, which means ice in Spanish. So you can stream it on all platforms. That's I'm bad. really excited about that. Yeah, it's been in, in the vault for a while. And I think I was waiting to release it for like the right time. You know, some of these songs I've even had over a year, but I was just like waiting for the perfect time because I thought, oh, it'll be right after a big feature. And by that point, I'll have found enough money and investment from others to like really, you know, drive this thing home. And you kind of realize, especially with the pandemic, all this shit that just kind of happens out of nowhere, you're like, damn, there's always going to be fuckery afoot. And so you should just kind of do it now, always as like a mantra. That's a good fucking point. Like, that's a good so, what were you yeah, doing in St. Louis recently? So I um I was in St. Louis actually the last four years because I went to Wash U. <laughs> okay, that's down the street. I, you're like down the street from me. That's hilarious. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I was surprised by St. Louis, honestly. I never expected to ever, you know, be there, let alone live there for a couple of years. And I feel like the vibe is unique. It's It's really incredible. You know, I think it's more fun. It's more relaxed. It's definitely a small city. Yeah. I think that that adds like uh 
it's part of the branding. You know, you're like part of a smaller community. And yeah, it's like, a like small for example, community. the St. Louis, bro, get the fuck out of here. It's <laughs> too fire. Like I know in NOLA, they go crazy with the beads and massive crowds and stuff, but it's like, but St. Louis just like kicks it in between the brick alleys. Like it's kind of its own level. No, I like really that. that. What'd you go to wash you for? Like, so you're smarter than me? <laughs> no, <definitely not. laughs> that's a good fucking school. That's a good, that's a good school. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I definitely worked my ass off in high school. I, I actually was also an athlete. And I think that's really what contributed to my getting into wash you at the end. Um, I was a rower in high school, believe it or oh, not. Okay. Yeah, so, and, and I went to nationals one year and performed like good enough to, to get some eyes from, from wash you. So that's how it went down. And yeah, I actually majored in marketing and Latin American studies because I, I speak Spanish and it's just, you know, something that kind of felt like it came natural. But over the course of my college career, I was traveling more and more for music and like events that I had that I just couldn't turn down, you know, because I understand that I have to be there and finish my degree. And like, I was kind of focused on that as an end. But are you going to say no to going to Atlanta for like, a business conference or like a show in Miami. Like how could I do that to myself in the grand scheme of life? Like you got to take those opportunities as they come. So that's kind of the mentality I had. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. Like, I guess I'm just going to have to miss some school. And I would talk to professors and some were understanding, like some would let me um, like do zoom present presentations and stuff like that when I had to present. Um, but I would always get bad grades just for being remote. Not always, but there's like a couple bigger, exams that led me to ultimately drop marketing altogether and so i finished out as a latin american studies major and i'm using that now kind of in my music to be honest like it's it's weird to say that but that's how it ended up it's because it kind of gave me a fuller understanding of like um, my history and my family's kind of culture and more importantly the the way that that culture impacts like my experience as an american second generation on both sides so Damn, yeah, sorry. I feel like I just threw a lot at you. That was good, That's though. What <laughs> it was all good. No, I caught it. Uh, so uh, where, what, what culture? Where you, where you, where's your family from, like, uh, originally, before so, America? Uh, my dad's British, and my mom's from Argentina. So that's oh, where okay. the Spanish comes from. Cause, yeah, yeah. Um, my dad and my mom both early on decided that they were only going to uh, you know, speak to us in Spanish. And my dad had been learning Spanish at this point, so I still speak English with him. But he learned it, and now he only speaks it with my youngest sister. So both my parents only speak Spanish, my youngest sister. Um, but it was my first language, you know? So I feel like all that muscle memory, sometimes I find myself saying words a little bit, like, differently. And it's just because the way that, like, my speech formed at such an early age, speaking Spanish, also having, like, friends who are, like, Hispanic through, because of, like, the groups of kids that I would play with when I was littler. But it's different when you're in the U.S. because it's kind of like an enclave of like uh, different Hispanic countries and their immigrants to the U.S. So like a lot of the Spanish that I speak and like the slang that I use and sometimes the accents that kind of come into the Spanish vernacular are like Dominican, Puerto Rican, uh, you know, Colombian. One of my closest friends is Ecuadorian. Like stuff like that happens where the, the accent kind of get mixed up. Um, and it works well with the like music element of it too, because that's become very Americanized. Like with Justin Bieber, I mean, it sucks that he was the guy who kind of took Spanish music into the mainstream, but he kind of did it with Despacito. Like he got such an amazingly 
large audience to to fuck with that that it's essentially been a staple in our pop culture since like there's always been a spanish song on the charts and guys like bad bunny um are making like big moves like grammys you know daddy yankee all these guys are getting more of like a an american and english speaking reputation for their music which wasn't the case in the past no, it's super smart because, I mean, uh, the, half the Western world – I mean, most of the Western world speaks Spanish. So, I mean, I, I, that's very interesting. I, I try to take it in uh, college. I'm an idiot. I, I, so I respect anybody that knows multiple languages. Like, uh, I, didn't, I didn't get very far in Spanish class. I tried to take it twice and dropped it twice. I'm an idiot. So, so I, I mean, like I said, I definitely respect anybody that knows multiple languages. I felt like school wasn't good for me either in a lot of ways. So, you know, I respect that, you know. I tried. You're living- <laughs> I tried was like the, cult, the culture is awesome like South America speaks entirely Spanish like well where your, where your family's from so I mean it's just interesting and then, I mean it gives you an upper hand man like you said like that that uh your, your multiple markets I mean now you have access to every country on the on this hemisphere <laughs> and then Spain and fucking like whatever else speaks Spanish oh, on, the, on the eastern hemisphere you know I mean it's yeah, good that's a good yeah, advantage yeah. honestly especially that young speaking multiple languages sorry I didn't mean to cut you off I think like the video maybe ran it's not podcast goes yeah, just, just just how podcast goes. <laughs> All right, got you, got you. But, but no, that's, um, that's yeah. I mean, definitely comes to my mind a lot when I'm doing marketing campaigns or when I'm thinking about like the content that I'm making, because in a lot of ways, the Spanish-speaking audience is a lot both bigger and more accessible than my English-speaking audience. Like, I feel like the stuff that has really given me the bumps I needed to get visibility in my like path so far have been pushed by like the Latin American markets, frankly, you know, more so than like American cities. And I think that that's kind of changing up now because this feature with Snoop Dogg definitely gave me some legitimacy in certain areas in the US that have since kind of like bumped me upstream wise. But initially it was the Latin American kids who were fucking with me heavy like that. So it's weird, but I live in the US, you know, so I'm surrounded with peers who aren't necessarily as hip to it uh, some of the countries that I would be visiting if it weren't for fucking COVID, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's weird being an artist in America because you're taken more seriously on the globe too. So they're like always a rapper from America. So like people from other countries will just take it immediately more seriously than like than like I mean like like when I live here, I mean, and I'm trying to do I do entertainment as well. So it's like I'm like, oh yeah, I do this, and people are like, oh yeah, you do that. Like they, they remember it's like their one friend in their garage never did shit. Rather than like like we we go and like when we tell people we're in entertainment in America, they're like we sound like lowest common denominator almost. But when we say we're in entertainment to other countries. They're, they get so fucking hyped, man. Like Europe gets hyped, like South America gets hyped, like like, like all these places just get hyped. They, they'd be hyped to meet anybody in the entertainment, you know. So it's like it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. I've never really thought about that, but I I guess it's because of like the infrastructure. This is a total generalization, but I feel like maybe the American infrastructure is still just like so entrenched with our, our economy in ways that maybe it isn't in other countries. Because we've been, like, at the forefront of media, just kind of in all yeah. things. At least from the perspective of, like, the Hot 100. Like, when I'm in Argentina, they definitely have a lot of music that's not in rotation in the U.S. But you still hear a Drake song. You know, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they have, have local music still. Yeah, I don't know. That's definitely an interesting discussion because it's kind of fucked up that just because you're from the U.S., like, you could get potentially labeled as like a legitimate media force ahead of someone who isn't. And I think in a lot of places it's not true anymore. Like K-pop, I feel like a lot of those guys are way bigger than most like 
A-list American artists would like ever be from just a numbers standpoint. Yeah, porn stars too, man. Like they, they have like billions of views, and then like, and like nobody takes them seriously yet. It's so weird. Like 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 Nikki Duana will have like fucking thirty-two million views on a video or some shit, and like and like and like nobody even takes them seriously as a, I mean, some people take them seriously as a celebrity, but American culture is very like prude and sex is taboo, I guess. But I think like um raps the same as like comedy was be like as a comedian I tour, and then I'd be like they're like oh he's from St. Louis, I'd be like I'd be in like fucking Oregon or some shit, and they'd be like oh he's from St. Louis, like oh my god. So I think it's the same in rap too. If you if you're like if you're like tr- touring as a rapper, I think people take you more seriously too than your hometown. I don't know how it is for you, but like that's how it seemed for me. Like. Anytime I travel, you're like fucking royalty. And then in your hometown, it's like, oh, yeah, it's like Kitty does comedy. <laughs> Damn, bro. Okay, I'm glad you feel that way, too. Honestly, I'm glad you feel that way, too. Because I don't know a lot of people who are in that position like like us, I guess, where hometown shows aren't as lit sometimes as some of the cities <laughs> you go to. Like, I feel that. For me, it's St. Louis is, is fun because some of my college friends are there, but... Chicago is where I've gotten like the most love and it's really weird because it's like half a continent away from where I grew up <laughs> and half a continent away from where I chose to live now which is LA okay so you're in LA now what, uh, what part of LA are you from if that's not too revealing to people watching <laughs> I'm living in mid city right now so I'm not like you know Beverly Hills or any, anything like yeah, that no it's still cool I'm still in the game it's honestly pretty hard to afford living there in COVID I'm actually in Boston at the moment because I have a job here to help pay my LA rent I mean I'm still making music and shit like I'm at the studio but. No, I got it. We got to do a million things right now because there's no functioning economy. <laughs> yeah. Like, like they Especially, banned small business. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a different subject, but oh, we'll see. Like, shit's about to change. You know, if today's inauguration day. We don't know what's around the corner. We'll see. Like, big things are coming one way or another. I feel that too, and I hope it's good. I hope it's all good because I, I, I definitely, I feel like a renaissance, or I feel a civil war. I'm not sure which way it's going. <laughs> like. I'm optimistic. I'm hoping for a renaissance. Same. You know? Same. I'm I a believer in optimism. I hope that we've moved past the point where, like, all of history has been teaching, essentially, its students to look at these patterns and apply them to your trajectory. And I think we're at the point where we're finally kind of listening to that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, we argue on the internet now, not in real life. Like, like in the 1800s, we'd be like everybody. People would be shot already, probably in the 1800s. But now, but now we're like, no, fuck you. But on the internet, and then blocking people. Like the, the Second American Civil War will be fought on the internet. It's so fucked up, and I wonder how much of it is really about the politics, you know, and how much of it is just about um, emotion, frankly. All of it's emotion. I think you nailed it. I think you fucking nailed it. I, I mean, I think emotion comes in through politics, and so maybe arguably both. But I think emotions. Shoot, I mean, yeah, it's like people forgot to fucking love each other and shit <laughs> it's like so you can't be yelling at everybody all day you know it's like jesus take a fucking break yeah 100 percent. well i think they need people that, like, like personally for myself I that is avoid twitter like i have a twitter but i'm never on that shit because i know that that's a rabbit hole as soon as you look at that that's when you get the doom complex or at least that's what i've been noticing <laughs> No, it's fun. Twitter, no, I'm on Twitter a lot, and it makes me laugh because you're right. It's uh, I'll, I'll feel like I'll be like, I'm like, we're, in, I'm like, this is the decline of the Western Empire, and then I'm like, and I'm like, buy this protein drink. <laughs> like I have like sponsors still, so it's like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm like ranting about the free world, and then I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, by the way, you might want to buy this fucking protein bar or whatever the fuck you know. It's like, it's funny. So uh, anyway, back to the actual interview. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I'm loving 
I love the divergence. No, it's me all too. part of the vibe. No, establishing a what I mean, it's I would say professional relationship, but it's more than that because it's an entertainment based relationship, you know. So you're there's always room for vibes in, in the establishment of that kind of relationship. No, for sure. I like your I like your uh, I like your energy, man. I agree. I agree with that. Uh, people take shit way too fucking seriously. <laughs> I like you. It's like, but no, it's good. I, I like seeing you fucking kill it, man. So, uh, like, how did you get in contact? I guess, like, uh, how did you get in contact with Snoop Dogg? That just naturally happened. You got a manager, or what? Or you, you dream or what? Essentially, the the story behind the Snoop feature is that I started off by like doing contests. I should, I guess, you know, from okay. like when I was thinking about how do I really take this to the next level because I've been making music since I was like a little kid. And I started making music like electronic shit, meaning like you're like producing and recording that type of stuff. I started doing in middle school. So I'd been oh, damn. in the craft element of it for a long time. And I always wanted to like, you know, have a ton of people listen to my shit. Like that's what every artist wants is for like your voice to be heard essentially. But I didn't really know how to go about it. Part of that is because I never had social media until I was a senior in high school. I didn't have like a smartphone or like a computer or any of that shit until really late in the game, um, which as a sidetrack has like been a really tough skill to learn as like, you know, a my age individual, like three years behind the text culture. That's, that's weird because in your generation, I guess like everyone had like social media in fucking middle school and shit, I guess, huh? That's weird. Yeah, I didn't have a like. This may date me. I'm like 34, 34. So it's like I had a MySpace and like a year after I graduated high school. Like, so social media didn't even fucking exist till I grad after I graduated by a year. So I, I have the same perspective true. of social media as you by default because it didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> like, fair, fair, fair. I mean, living the experience is enough, you know. And I think you basically avoided that by having uh, those years where you're still figuring out how to successfully you know, engage with other people, if that is interfered with by a parallel sort of evolution of like mentality that happens when you're just always on the internet, you yeah. have this sort of parallel awareness of your own flaws and of the like fallbacks of your life because you're always seeing positives from others. And obviously we, I feel like, fall into that trap ourselves because every entertainer, every business person, I mean, it's your responsibility to use these tools to your advantage if you're really trying to be in the game like that. So you've got to be in the social media cut and that can be devastating from like no. a, an entertainer's standpoint. No, I agree. It sucks that we have to pay attention. But yeah, like I don't think I'd even have social media if I wasn't doing like podcast. I think like the advantage is I get to meet people across the world like yourself and like get new artists and stuff. And, like, and I really got a good vibe for podcasts. But disadvantage is I'm just staring at a fucking phone and I'm 34. You know, it's like, it's like I need to, I, I feel like a child using social media. It's like, it's like, it's kind of weird. But I think like, I mean, it's good though. I mean, I think that that's how you reach out to fans. It's not like, um, I mean, it makes so many other things possible for being a lazy person like myself. Like I literally just sit here and talk to a shit ton of people rather than have to do anything. No, I feel you, but this is still a tough job. You know, even like socializing online can be a struggle for some people. Um, and I know that especially like with younger kids who maybe are just like growing up right now, like as toddlers or whatever. And that's like a full year out of say your four years. That's a quarter of your life. You haven't interacted with another human other than your parents. Like that's going to fuck some kids up, bro. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. 
So someone's yeah. smart, but I can see yeah. someone getting fucked up. Like, like my niece has a uh, has a newer iPhone than I do, and she's like fucking eight or something. Some people are good with it, but some people are bullshit. I can see, yeah, that affecting like that uh, the social skills for sure. I can definitely see that happening. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's unfortunate, but it's going to keep happening. And essentially, that's what happened with me in high school. Not to you know, I'm diverting from the diversion, getting back to the main plot. Um, <laughs> that sort of led me to question like what are my real avenues to get like my music out there now that I'm like a new social media user, you know? I didn't really know about the intricacies of the culture enough for me to like make posts that get good engagement and like there's an algorithm, all that shit. It takes years for you to figure that shit out. It I don't does. know if people like actually think about that, but that's a lot of information that you have to basically learn as you go. And I, you know, I did. And one of the things I did was do a bunch of contests. So I started going out for contests and then I started winning. And in college is when I started winning. Um, and then I was like on a hot streak. And that's kind of what led to me traveling for shows and traveling for like events and panels and shit like that. Um, you know, going to fucking Mexico, shooting music videos with radio stations and shit like that. Um, all, all that stuff happened because of the contest. And Snoop was no different. Because essentially what happened was in the wake of this busyness, everything kind of came crashing down with COVID. And then there wasn't really much left. Um, and so this was the time when the Snoop feature kind of needed to happen. You know what I'm saying? It made sense. And there was a contest that was available uh, that I saw was being run for Snoop first. And I was like, bro, it's over. That's smart. Yeah, no, when you're young, you got to be doing that shit. And then all of a sudden, you'll just be so far into it. Like, you know I mean, like, I, I think that's, uh, I mean, that's smart, man. I think, like, uh, that's smart that you're, you're able to take advantage of the opportunities like that. Like, I'll give me like. And I think, like, for me personally, it was a big moment because it kind of proves to me that every step of the way has its value. Once you can hit something tangible, like being on a song with someone you listened to when you were like a little kid, I think that's kind of you break that ribbon and you're like, all right, now that I hit step one, what's step two? <laughs> like, let's get there. No, I and agree. So that's, that's, that's how I view entertainment too. That's funny. Yeah, that's yeah. like one foot fuck right in front of the other type like type shit. Like, yeah, no, I I view it the same way. It's interesting, like how similar rap is to comedy. Like, I, I always think that, like, because you're basically doing yeah, the same did, thing. What was your like? What was your path to comedy? Uh, I I made fun of people on the internet really bad all the time, and then I oh, got really? uh, and then I got verified. Do what? You have a commentary channel? I mean, I've watched your videos obviously before we got on this call. Well, but, no, I like I, what you like. When no, I got the podcast later. I got the podcast later whenever I got into a relationship where I didn't tour as much, but I'm like old. You know I mean? So it's like, it's fun at your age. In your 20s, it's fucking awesome traveling. In your 30s, I'm like, I'd rather just fucking eat a steak or something. I'm just lazy. Um, but I think like... Uh, in general too, so I feel you. Yeah, no, it's a young man's game. Like touring in your 20s, there's nothing fucking better than that. You're living the fucking life right now, doing your shit. I mean, well, not during COVID, but like, you know what I mean? When, when the world's not yeah. shut down. Yeah. But um, no, through comedy, like, I was making fun of people on the internet, and I got uh, I I basically just got a million followers on Facebook, and then like got verified and stuff. I, I've since been deleted, but uh, <laughs> millions of times since. But uh, but I basically I would just talk shit all the time for fun, and like I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm a, I do the same shit in real life, but I did it on Facebook also. Like I'm just like I just fucking make fun of everybody for fun, like basically myself too. It's not like I'm like fucking. I don't think I'm better than anybody. I just think it's funny to make fun of people. Fair enough. Hey, I mean, as long as you're doing something that others find value in. Yeah, somehow. I, yeah, I have no idea. I, I question the value of it, but other people don't. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, I mean, 
it looks like everything you've been doing has been super successful, you know, like from looking through your stuff and seeing your interviews and your progression, like it, it looks pretty incredible too, bro. I'm, no. I'm glad that you called me to be on. I really appreciate it. No, I also, what you- is your like, who, or who, who designed that for you? Like, what's the, is that your brand? Is that your profile picture? What's like, <laughs> that's funny. The, list it's funny you asked that man i think the interview i think we switched spots in the interview i like this uh but no so uh that logo i ran for u.s congress and um uh i ran for congress and that's my congress congressional logo yeah yeah post of yours or something like that and i was like oh maybe he's making a goof but he straight up ran yeah yeah i came in second i came in second place um i i only spent 28 dollars, and this image was actually on the news like this image was actually my picture on the news was this fucking like sketch. Like they, they put it, they're like, they're like Anthony Rogers wins primary. And then I feel like I should have known that coming in, but that's an incredible piece of information to learn. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's still, that just makes me laugh. It just looks funny behind me. And like, I like the shitty background. I like that it glitches. It just makes me laugh that it fucking glitches and it's shitty. Um, but, 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 I, but we have quality guests. I mean, you fucking doing songs with Snoop Dogg and shit. And I mean, the people we're interviewing are fucking huge. So it's like, it's, it's just funny to have like a, a shitty kind of show with like visually, like, I don't know, the, the child of me make laughs about it. I think what's so striking about it is that like at the position you are right now, you are the same size as that cartoon. That is funny, man. And the beard and the butt, and you're like kind of facing in the same way. It's an incredible <laughs> effect. That's hilarious. I appreciate that, man. Um, what, what song should we play for the people like after this? Like, what, what do you think they should hear first? Like your new, uh, one of your new songs or what? Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm still trying to figure out what people are liking from me, you know. So ideally, I'd like to pick something that's going to be the most accessible to your audience. Uh, I'm not sure. Let's let's talk about it maybe in the emails afterwards. Okay, and then if you're watching, whatever song. Cool. Yeah, and if you're watching or listening, yeah. It'll be a complete fucking surprise if you're watching or listening to this. Um, and then, and then if you if you're uh, hours of like plotting and going back and forth, no, you're gonna hear um you hear one of uh, one of Evan's songs after this interview. Um, and then if you're listening on um um streaming services like audio, uh, it'll be in the info. And then if you're watching this on YouTube, we'll also just be in the fucking info. So uh, there'll be a link to his song if you if you like what you hear after this um after you hear it on this show. Um, follow him on. Fucking everything like Spotify, Instagram. Yeah, do you do you want to throw out some links for people before we get out of here and go into the song? Um, sure. I mean, in terms of like links, links, we can put them in the description. And yeah, I'll put whatever of, you say there too. You know, on all accounts, you know, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, hit me up, find me if you're genuinely interested, even even mildly, because you never know, I might surprise you with some content that you like inside of just like music. Sometimes people just like vibing. And I think that I exude a pretty good vibe, even through just like my socials and my music. So hop on if you're feeling fine. That's for the listening, by the way. Not for you, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Aprendiendo lo que cuesta
cuesta, quiero alcanzar mi gol Terminado siendo estudiante, soy el profesor Tryna live up on the billboard Baby, what's it for? I remember sleeping on the floor There's a lot to learn, a lot to burn, but check the score How to get a new phone, that's the business Never get a moment alone, that's the business They try to buy up my soul, that's the business Yeah, how to fight for control, that's the business I'm working this stage, they know I'm in the city And they want me to stay I see a couple cuties and they calling my name What else can I say? That's the business Motherfucker just likes to chill Black Mac in the likes of it With 20 kills More at it, more padded More V's Just saying shit niggas wouldn't believe Oh nigga please I'm taking a chance And then a nigga fell in love With a go-go dancer Give it all you got Hold your ground Keep your faith and stay high Had to get a new phone That's the business Never get a moment alone That's the business They try to buy up my soul That's the business Yeah, had to fight for control That's the business That's the biggest.